0: Awakening to the joy of life. Oh, my, my. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Olga Davidson Awakening Podcast. Today, my guest is Christina Schulzeite, and she's a yoga teacher, 500 hours uh, advanced uh, yoga practitioner. She's a facilitator of uh, retreat centers in uh, upstate New York, and uh, she's a spiritual guide. She's a graduate from NYU, New York University, and uh, she's also a graduate of Tony Robbins Leadership Academy and Mastery Academy, where she learned the tools of emotional intelligence. And today, we'll be talking about uh, yoga of life, and we'll be talking also about uh, lifestyle, because Christina as well started consciousness eating since she was uh, 20 years old. Today she is 37. Her weight is the same as she was 20. And I can't wait to learn more how she did that and to share with you all guys. Hi, Christina. Hi, everyone.
1: I'm very pleased to be here today and so um, grateful that you all invited me to be part of your broadcast. Very exciting. And I'm very happy to share my knowledge and my experience with
0: uh, all of you guys. Yay! <laughs> Yay! And the very first exciting. Question, yes, me too. <laughs> the first question I would love to ask you, if you ever had a moment of the awakening when your life was separated for before and after?
1: Oof, that's quite a very um, tough question. I think the awakening for a lot of people happens during tough times, traumas. And uh, for me, awakening happened when I was 16 years old. My father died. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, I realized that no one else is going to help me in my life because my father was a provider. He's the one who helped my older sister to go to college. So I was on my own. And um, I either needed to take control of my life or it's not going to go anywhere. And I remember exactly that moment I was sitting in my yard on a swing and thinking about life. And I consider that the moment when I changed my own life and I started thinking completely different. I took charge of my own life. I uh, started working. Then I was able to go to college. My sister and my mom were able to find money to send me to college. And at the same time, because we didn't have enough money, so I had to start work. Then I chose my own direction in terms of what i want to do in sports find my own clubs of interest start reading psychology since 16 that's when i started buying books my aunt she was also a guide for me she was a really good psychologist in my city and she has incredible library of books where i start reading about Mm. everything and that was my introduction to psychology and then I started in college studying more psychologists. So I always been interested in how to change life, your psyche, especially growing up in a different environment that might affect you as a human being and not as perfect family environment. So I always was curious about how can I change my life in a better way? How can I be a better person? How I can achieve things in life that we haven't had as a family? Wow. That was my moment of awakening, and that's when how I started my life, and I started drawing those boards. When you can, uh, I remember those moments as well. I probably was 18 years old when I read about that you should put the board with dreams. Dream board, yeah. One of I still remember that one of my dreams was live somewhere abroad at that time, yeah. and I didn't think I'm gonna move abroad, <laughs> but I definitely wanted to live abroad, and I ended up living. In New York, in America, and then where in the human islands. Originally? Originally I'm from Siberia. Uh from, from Russia with sea. love. <laughs> from Russia with love, yes. And the city called Irkutsk. It's next to the deepest lake in the world, Lake Baikal, close to China and Mongolia. It's a beautiful area, definitely. And there is also a lot of Buddhist influence in that area. I think that's where I also got my introduction to spirituality people try to respect the gods of nature and nature itself and there are different traditions when you go to Lake Baikal you need to respect in certain areas you need to give donations to the gods of the area that's Mm -hmm. how they believe and plus Buddhism I always love the idea of Buddhism because it respects your own gods within you so I always love that idea that We're not the sinners, like orthodox religion. It's the opposite. You actually empower yourself from within, which resonated with me since then.
0: Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I relate to a lot of what you said, because for me, that was a powerful too as well, to have a dream board in my childhood. And uh, I am from the country which one doesn't exist on the map from Transnistria. Good luck to find it on the map. <laughs> oh wow. On the map it's That's a part amazing. of Moldova, but it's not because we even been in a war with Moldova. If you say wow. to somebody from Transnistria that he's from Moldova, be careful. he may get offended. So I'm not Moldovan, but I'm from that little part of Moldova, which one is unrecognized. This country doesn't exist. Like I'm literally from nowhere. <laughs> yes. Wow. And, uh, but we have our own president, our own money. Uh, but actually, our own president ran away at a certain point from the country, so he just left country. <laughs> it's such a fun country. I talked about this <laughs> in my first episode, but. I always had this bigger vision and I had a dream of first to study in university in Ukraine. And I just had a, this picture of Kiev, of Ukraine in a box of chocolate. And I just cut it out of the box and placed it in front of my table. That was my first dream board. And I was the only one person who made it from my class, made it to Ukraine by myself. And my family didn't wow. have money. I got scholarship, So it was like all miracle but yes it's just this vision when you create your own reality and then i started to do dream board and uh, then i had uh, my first dream board i I had a dream to fly to u.s and uh, i had this picture of boeing 737 flying above new york above manhattan and above empire state building and apparently i flew into new york on boeing 737 (laughs) so it worked and uh, then I have another dream board when at some point we were all separated. My family were in four different countries. I was uh, in uh, U.S. My father stayed in Transnistria. My mother had to leave to Russia, to Moscow, because she would make more as a nanny in Moscow than she was making as an engineer in Transnistria. So she left. She was a big boss of like 30 people group, and she was an engineer making this electrical things, projects. And she was making literally $200 a month. And as Niani, she was making $800 a month. So she just left to Russia. And my sister was studying in Ukraine. So we were in four different countries. And for me, family is the biggest value. And I just had this vision and dream of us being in one country. So I made another dream board and I had a huge magnet in the middle and I placed four green cards around them. My mom, my dad, my sister, and me. And apparently my family won two green cards at the same year. And uh, wow, it was, it was a crazy miracle. And that's the night it happened, I will never forget, because it was Russian Orthodox um, Easter. And uh, I stopped by in a church. And um, I'll tell my opinion about Orthodox uh, religion and yoga as well later. But story. So I stopped by there and I had my favorite uh, icon of Saint Nicholas because he's famous in Russian Orthodox Church mm-hmm. as the one who makes miracles. Mm-hmm. And I asked for a miracle for my family. I asked them to unite in one place. And I also asked it in a very ecological way. I said that I'm so grateful for where I am right now. I'm so happy. I'm sorry if I did any sins or did something wrong. And like, I'm just trying to be a better person. I do my best. I know you have to help so many people, but if you have time and energy for me and if it's good for everyone, uh, just make it happen. And like, I'm coming back home. I open computer and uh, I am like, (sighs) I'm falling on the floor because My family won two green cards at the same day. I called my mom. She was shocked. She didn't believe it the first time. And yeah, apparently all my family moved into New York. And uh, now they all live there. I moved to Canada now because I've met my husband. But dream works work. And I was so inspired Mm -hmm. by that. And um, I did um, the other dream board after that became reality as well. I've met my husband. I won bodybuilding competition. And I decided to do a workshop about creating dream boards. And recently in April, I led a workshop and there was uh, about 10 people. And mm-hmm. uh, we had like one week preparation because there is a proper way of doing that. You have to clean your space first, clean your mind, clean your house mm-hmm. because you need to create space and mm-hmm. release old things to let new things to come in. Mm-hmm. And there is also the certain way of how you put it in a board. And uh, Mm -hmm. apparently people are reaching me out now from this group and from this workshop and their dreams also become true. So I think about uh, making maybe another one. So if you are listening to this right now, you can DM me if we have enough people. We'll just do another workshop because this is incredible how it works. Like absolutely. It is
1: amazing, actually. I agree. As long as you're truly wanted and like you said, and doing it in an ecological way, So it's not going to hurt anyone, anything. I think that's the key. And once you create the space exactly how you uh, described it, it's going to come in your life. And it's fascinating how it works. The moment you realize it, it's a miracle. Exactly. Yeah. It is amazing.
0: Yeah. And if you want to understand the process better, exactly how it works, I recommend to read Joe Dispenza. He just explains it. What's the book? You Are Your Placebo, something like that. Oh, I've heard about it. You are the placebo. Yeah. And he says that it's already proven that placebo works, that they know it, right? It's um, science and uh, everybody knows it works. But for some reason, for people, it's easier to believe that you have something from outside, which is lacking within of you and you can bring it inside and you'll be fixed. And this is easy. And they do that and it works all the time, like most of the time. And for people, it's hard to believe that they already have it inside. They just can't tap in there and get it out of there and fix themselves. They don't believe in that yet. But if you realize how powerful is your mind, how powerful is your mindset and your spirit, your inner spirit, you can't. You don't need any pills from outside, from the placebo. And uh, he's not denying reality. There is illnesses and there is some illnesses which can only be treated with uh, um, traditional medicine. But uh, you cannot also deny that you have this powerful spirit within you, which is able to even operate all your body, your hormone system, your genes. This is so complicated and uh, you have it already inside of you. Yeah, that's why the... The importance. Uh, we
1: where it's true so much power comes from within once you learn how to use that and actually believe that and that and in tune with your own body and once you're in tune you can create things in life not bringing them like you said if you bring them and try to like cover something it's gonna work temporary to be fulfilled in life and to do things like it's actually should come from this center from the heart from your body it's all comes together you need to feel it you need to own it believe in it and then it's happening for you and the same we can go into a topic of intuitive eating here if you like that's absolutely yes it's the same idea so i get lucky my mom when i was a kid she would never tell me finish the food or like you have to eat it She would always tell me, that was my mom who taught me actually how Mm -hmm. to listen to my body. She would always tell listen to yourself. If you don't want it, don't eat it. Don't Mm -hmm. finish it. And um, that played a huge role for me because I actually learned how to listen to myself. I'm like, do I want this food? Do I want to finish it? Do I not want to finish it? And um, I'm still like this even now even like when i gain extra weight which is could be like pounds two pounds i feel it i don't need to step on the weight mm-hmm. i feel something is not comfortable i'm not in my center it's so interesting how it works but it definitely works mm-hmm. i know right now i in my body it feels like it needs to move i want to do cardio i want to do something extra i don't want to eat more food it's an interesting um Feeling that like, I actually never try to describe it. So it's kind of different. It's just, you know, it. I, you know that I don't want an extra food. I want an extra movement. And that's when I started doing a little bit more cardio. I like to do maybe boxing, running or anything, something like that. And the same with food, when I crave something, I never been vegetarian by force, mm-hmm. just because I have to be a vegetarian. There were moments when I didn't eat meat for a few months. It just felt like I don't want to feel. I don't want to eat meat. But then certain times, I crave meat, especially when we as women we go through cycle, and before the period, we definitely need all that meat gives us, and by nature, we were currently It's in our DNA. It's, it's so deeply incorporated in our bodies. So if you force yourself to be a vegetarian, I don't think it's going to be healthy for you. Yes, there are people who are actually very comfortable being vegetarian. They feel great and that works for them. But if your body craves meat and you force yourself not to eat it, I believe it's not healthy for you. It means your body needs it. There's also different types of bodies that may be related to blood type that need more meat than the other type. And uh, practicing yoga and doing any kinds of sport, mindfulness, staying with yourself, meditation, allows you to learn how to listen to your body and stay like you feel what's going on in your body. If something happening, even like when you start getting a little sick, your immune system lowering down, you can feel this tiny, slightly changes when you need, okay, now I need a little bit more rest. Now maybe I need to exercise. Now maybe I should skip a meal and give my body a little detox and get a green juice. Or maybe now what I should eat today for dinner. So yoga, meditation, staying with yourself—all that allows you to learn how to listen to your body, and your body will tell you what it needs to stay in balance, to stay healthy, to stay energetic. And yes, you need to learn what foods gives you energy too. Like Tony Robbins, I know you all attended, and now all this this information as well. And um, he teaches a lot about. There is a whole day and uh, unleash the power within about food and i also went to his life and wealth mastery but that's where they teach for two or three days just about food and Mm. what food gives you energy and you actually go through a detox diet and juicing for three days um yes which is really amazing experience you just uh, you feel amazing after especially first day is hard because um, you don't need any sugar and People go have headache because of that because our body is used to um, the withdrawal withdrawals, sure. withdrawals. Yeah. exactly yeah so I think that's the main uh, idea is to learn how to listen to your body and yoga can give you those tools definitely and then learn what foods are great for you sometimes somebody can tell you this is great but you eat it and it doesn't work for you you're not going to feel great so you also need to be able to Uh, filter it through your own body through your own system because we're all different something might work for you that might not work for another person
0: absolutely yes and uh, how does your uh, diet look right now do you eat uh, meat do you have alcohol do you have coffee what's your meal plan is like So I don't have any particular
1: restrictions. I don't say no, like, oh, I don't need this or I don't need that. I always try to stay in moderation. I do think alcohol is definitely not good for you. I know it's going to affect me how I'm going to feel the next day. So I try to drink as less as possible. But do I drink? Yes. I think glass of wine, especially red, is not that bad for you. I think in moderation, it's okay. But harsher alcohol is not good for you. And also it affects your mood and your hormones, which is um, sometimes people don't realize it. If they're not in a good state, maybe even get depressed, it Mm -hmm. might be related to consumption of alcohol. So I definitely have negative attitude towards drinking alcohol, especially consistently. Mm -hmm. As for the food, coffee, sugar, meat, I do eat meat. I don't eat it often. Once in two weeks, maybe once a week, but that all depends on how I feel. It I definitely wouldn't eat it, I wouldn't suggest eating it every day. It's not great for you, mm-hmm. um, not for your blood vessels and gets heavy energy, which is good sometimes. Sometimes it grounds you energetically, but for your body, you need to have a balance. Mm-hmm. So, I eat definitely lots of vegetables, as Tony Robbins was teaching, and I, I, it it resonated with me so 70% is vegetables and or like even 80% maybe 70-80% and 20 30% is a protein either fish meat i eat a lot of fish and i try to buy local fish not farm raised wild caught fish mm-hmm. because farm raised especially salmon they add so much antibiotics or
0: they add red color to the salmon to make it look more yummy yeah unfortunately
1: right right so it is always better to buy food if you have an opportunity to buy wild caught um then also vegetables from small farms now we have here in montauk as well in cayman when i lived before i always go to small farmers markets uh Mm -hmm. where you can buy local and you don't know they might spray it as well but i think it's way less than the conventional when they spray in huge amounts. And even organic food is actually sprayed. It's just uh, less than non-organic. Yeah. Coffee, I do drink coffee. It is an addictive drink. So that is just because it is, isn't I feel addiction to it. I also don't think it's great for you to drink consistently, but I drink it. Mm-hmm. It's from all of the worst I think it's not that bad, but if you have a chance, I always suggest and take breaks from coffee or even try to drink as less as possible. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, what about detoxes? Do you have any days where you just eat super clean or fast water only to reset your body system?
1: I don't do it consistently. I have done juicing for actually like five or six days, um, even maybe a whole week, seven days. I just decided to try see how it goes first day is the hardest and second it's get easier and third fourth, it's just you don't even Mm -hmm. pay attention you just like your body adjusts and Mm -hmm. feel great and then when I was going to Tony Robbins seminars and what I do is actually I do like sometimes to skip dinners after if I exercise in the evening and then I don't have dinner after that to me gives a break to my digestive system and i feel great after the next morning i get actually more energy mm-hmm. the more you eat if you overeat you have less energy so it's important to have balance and take breaks actually sometimes for your digestion to detox and if you feel like you don't have a lot of energy maybe that's time to take just skip dinner just have it organic green juice. For dinner instead, or glass of water with lemon—that's going to be amazing. Mm-hmm.
0: You practice intuitive eating since uh, you've been very young, uh, and uh, I, we obviously can see that by the way you look and uh, by your weight. But Thank what you. do you suggest to people who just start, who want to learn how to listen to their body, but they never uh, really had this connection yet? What is the first step to start from?
1: I think the first step is being able just uh, to stay with yourself quietly without any interruption, people around, because for a lot of people, that's already a challenge. They want external stimulation all the time. They want to be around people all the time, doing something all the time. They want something to be happening because otherwise they don't know what to do. So I think that's the first step just to sit down, maybe in a quiet room, close your eyes and sit. It could be a small, short meditation. You can start as short as five minutes, put a clock and do nothing, just sit there. Even one minute, that already every day, one minute, you just listen. How is it to be with yourself? There are -hmm. going to be a lot of thoughts, a lot of feelings going to happen and it's going to be very uncomfortable. The idea here is not to attach to any thoughts or like the feelings, just absorb. Try to be an observer in this moment. How is it? What is it like to be you? What is it like in your body itself? What is? What do you feel? Just different parts of your body, in your heart, in your stomach, in your legs. Focus on different parts. In your third eye. That's how we meditate a lot of times. You connect to your upper Um, If you talk energetically, um, chakras, upper chakras, or it just could be just different focus points. If you put your intention in one part, that's already meditation. So you switch whatever is going on in your life around, bring it into your body. Focus in one point. And that's going to allow you to be with yourself and learn slowly to listen to your body. And then also Yoga, physical practice, that's also you get connected to your body. You ground yourself. You actually try to learn how to move in your own body. And it also could be very short practice. Find uh, online. um, I teach yoga if you're interested. I I provide private classes online or in person if you're somewhere in the area in New York and Montauk right now. In winter, probably going to be in Cayman Islands, but I do online classes, Zoom calls. Uh, we can do sessions, discuss this online, do health uh, coaching, uh, incorporate all the skills together. So you're welcome to find me as well on Instagram, and we're going to leave at the end of this broadcast. Yeah. My Instagram, Christina in Light.
0: <laughs> yes. And uh, uh, how did you start yoga practices? What brought you? to this science and uh, what is yoga for you originally
1: i never been flexible since i was a child i was doing modern dance classes i was swimming and for me to even touch the floor leaning forward was a huge challenge i don't know i was just stiff always as a rock even though i always been doing some kind of a sport, even gymnastics uh, for some time and then when I came to New York, I was 27 years old. I tried yoga back in my hometown in, in Irkutsk and I didn't like it. It was too slow. It was very meditative and I couldn't do it at all. I was just, this Baby, is not for
0: me. The first time right. in early 20s, I was like, what is that? <laughs> no. <laughs> right. And for somebody who's, who
1: doesn't have the tools what to work on in a slower practice, that's not going to work. Because you need to know what you're doing in this moment when it's like you staying in one pose for a long time. What, the, what, what I'm doing? I don't even know. Like, it doesn't feel comfortable. I have all these thoughts. It's not cool. Or I'm actually getting bored if nothing's happening. So you need to know before you go into that kind of practice, you need to go through a more fast pace or like energizing practice. That's At least that's how it worked for me and for my body type. And when I came to New York, I went to this class, I decided, give it a try. Let's see, it so seems like so popular. And my first teacher, she was amazing. She was at least 10, 15 years older than me. She looked like me. Uh, she looked in a beautiful shape, right? She just looked amazing. And she was doing all these crazy postures when I was like, that's amazing. She's more than 40 years old and she's doing all this crazy stuff in incredible shape. I want to be able to do that. And she was so kind and inspiring. And I got uh, attracted. I thought I would want to be like that woman. I want to do those things. And she presented this opportunity that I trusted that she can guide me to that path. And her classes were energizing. So at the beginning, I would. Really get warm, and it even like strength wise, it was so hard. I was shaking all the time. I was like, Oh my god, this is so hard! But then it would warm you up so you can go into deeper postures and you can actually stretch. For those who are stiff, that's the key because if you're not warm, you can't get flexible. Um, If you're flexible by nature, it should be a different approach, but you need to work on strengthening your muscles, pull them together it's the same but a little bit different approach mentally for me it was important to actually go through that strengthening part that and also like cardio part so you warm and then you can stretch and through that slowly 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 i was able to do postures that i wasn't able to do when i was 20 15 10 practicing Because I developed that mind-body connection, learned the tools, what's needed for me. And back then, all the classes were just general. And they were like, okay, go stretch. And I'm like, how can I stretch? I can't even do anything. It doesn't work. I feel like I'm just breaking myself. Because it was always kind of cold. I wasn't properly warmed. And I didn't know the tools. Like, okay, now I have the tools how I can use this little muscle, this little muscle that I can get myself into deeper practices because i developed that awareness in my body as well what kind of tools are you talking about that's the tools when you practice yoga for some time do you do you practice as well right yoga mm-hmm. so um i learned that just through my advanced training so my first teacher training was 200 hours and it was more basic just to get to know the postures how the proper alignment and some tools of meditation in advanced training, we actually, for three or four weeks, every single day from early morning, 8 a.m., we would start till 6, 7 p.m. It was non-stop practice. Wow, It was really? insane. It was yes. insane.
0: Wow. Interesting. Um, I am a certified yoga teacher, too, but it's the first level, 200 hours. And uh, I was in ashram studying yoga, uh, hatha yoga, and it was literally a monastery. It was an incredible experience. Definitely my life was separated for before and after. There was a lot of philosophy involved in that and also karma yoga, art of service to people, how you actually learn through serving others. And there was a lot of things, but I can't imagine just practicing yoga from morning till night, but I would love to do that. Now I'm excited to go to the next level.
1: Yes. And I didn't know if it's the same experience with every teacher, but my particular teacher I found, I literally, I looked at him online and I saw what he does and what he was able to do with his body. It's a whole different level. Mm-hmm. So my first yoga teacher, she was incredible. Jared McCann, mm-hmm. uh, he, he's just, uh, I looked at his photos and videos and I, and I was, right. I want to do that. That's a whole yeah. different level. Yeah. And it was expensive, but it was worth it because he actually gave so much and the teachers behind besides him who were teaching us philosophy meditation those are the people who lived in india for years and actually studied and one teacher he was teaching us ashtanga yoga as well and he was actually teaching us sanskrit perfectly and -hmm. uh, just learning from those people was incredible through that's Training, that's when I learned to use little muscles. He was pointing all the time because you practice in every day you become so aware of the different parts and you strengthen in certain parts, especially mula bandha, uriana bandha, all those bandhas that you engage. It's in your pelvis area and your lower belly area, especially for women. It's so crucial for women's health. Actually for men as well, but for me women especially to strengthen those muscles there. And you just be surprised we don't know how those muscles helps us in a lot of postures actually. You squeeze those areas when you go into deeper forward fold, you when you go into back bends, you use those muscles and it's fascinating. And there is also throat banda you can use when you do breathing exercise.
0: Yes. It's amazing because I started to uh, study yoni eggs and the practices they do because it's an uh, instrument. It's number one tool to strengthen your pelvic floor, and it also has a lot of spiritual connection because through practices with yoni egg, you bring your physical and spiritual together, and all uh, the, oh, the quality of your life becomes so much better. Women get rid of the chronical pain from lots of illnesses. Uh, they like births become better or it helps to recover after birth um mm-hmm. orgasms becomes better like there's a whole yes. bunch of benefits and it's so powerful it definitely is and for
1: men the same
0: for yeah. men and women
1: uh sexual life actually improves yes. when you start practicing yoga and using all this wow. muscles because you know how to uh you strengthen this area and you bring more energy to there yeah. too. So it's yeah. uh,
0: it yeah. is. And they also Powerful. say that um, even exercising with Yoni eggs help with the facelift. Yes, I've heard about it. to, to uh, do buttocks because it's all one muscle system. And if we start to work on this muscle, if we don't work on it, it's, it does uh, atrophy. Uh, mm-hmm. If you keep working on that, like all, all your entire system is getting stronger and even rejuvenate. Your... Yes, yeah, so maybe because you do so much. Uh Yoga, and you talk about this uh, Uriya <laughs> and the other band. Uriana band. <laughs> <laughs> Mula band. Yeah. Yes. You look so young, yeah, because you're 37 and you look 27. <laughs> I love it. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Yes. Uh, and um the same, my teacher was saying uh, the other week I was taking his class and he's 40 now. He moved to hawaii now he was in williamsburg he had his own yoga uh, school there and now he's in hawaii with the covid and everything and he was like oh people asking me oh you're so young you look so young how old are you 20 something no i'm 40 (laughs) do Mm -hmm. yoga (laughs) yes (laughs) and that's that's exactly the same thing when people tell me wow how come you look so young i always say do yoga -hmm. And it's true. I mean, there's. I consider it's a lot of factors together, uh, like food, Mm -hmm. the way you approach life, stress, but definitely practicing yoga because the things you do with your body. It' not none of the other sport. Every sport will keep you young and good, but I think yoga, especially because, let's say, health starts with your spine. You Mm -hmm. don't do twists in any other sport. Twist is so crucial for the health of your spine, for your posture. When you twist, you bring fluid in between your vertebrae, and that keeps your spine healthy. You eliminate pain in your spine, in your neck. Your posture stays because the older we get, we start rounding a little bit down. So when you do back bends, you actually stay. My, I, I haven't had the best, the better posture that I have right now. I never had in my life, and it's all because I consistently practice on my yoga and back bands strengthening my back legs actually your body changes the way it looks when I look at the photos I mean I always was feet, my legs the way they look I never liked the way they looked. now when they wear short shorts I really like the way they look and I didn't like the way it looked in 20 it's different yeah. because your body structure changes and your muscles become leaner and, and even your skeleton is proven is changing wow um, that's and yeah. all the joints and plus so the blood flow starts circulates in the areas that are actually stagnated if you see it all the time and you don't practice your blood vessels that's like heart attack or just overall different nutrients they don't go to certain parts of your body when we do inversions like that's actually why uh, they say your face look better because another teacher that actually my teacher studied was dharma i don't know you might have heard of him He's now eighty something years old. He still teaches. He still practices, and he still does certain postures that I can't do, like the way he does his headstands. And he looks amazing. Like, they're not even close to sixty, and he's eighty something. And you can look him up, Dharma. He has his own school in New York City um, for years. Incredible and inspirational man. And. Inversions is definitely a huge part for people to look younger, and bringing nutrients. When you practice more intense, you actually sweat, and then you move different, like you twist, you you just do all kinds of crazy stuff that allows those blood vessels to squeeze and open, and uh, blood circulation goes to different parts and bring nutrients to different parts of your body. So it allows your body to heal, feel better, and absolutely.
0: Yes. yes, and uh, I must mention the person who brought us together, Anna Kisilova. She's the one <laughs> who yes. uh, made this episode happen for us. And uh, she also practices yoga, and we both were from the same school. And we both mm-hmm. did bodybuilding with Anya together. So yes. uh, for a while, and uh, we both noticed that during the competitions, we met all these people backstage, right? So people saw them only. Um, in front of on the stage and they look beautiful and there is a beautiful light and all this uh, tanning and a bunch of makeup and everything but we saw them backstage and they don't look the way they look in the picture and uh, usually when you ask how old they are they're usually much uh, younger than we think so bodybuilder Mm -hmm. who is 40 looks like 50 And uh, we were wondering, why is that? And then you go to yoga class and you ask people how old they are and they look younger than they are. So that was a big uh, wake up call for me. That's why I slowly switched from bodybuilding to yoga and Anya the same. And I think the reason why, because when you only lift weights, your body gets more stagnant your muscles get tight and uh, you rarely stretch it after that because when you do weight lifting you're supposed to do stretching before during and after and if somebody's listening to us right now how often you do stretching when you wake up weights probably at least maybe once maybe not a single one at all so that's why this stagnation causes a uh, lack of nutrients to the organs and, uh, and it all just like stacks together. Versus when you do yoga, you uh, massage your inner organs. When you do all these crazy postures, exactly. you massage for your inner organs and then blood goes better, oxygen gets better there, nutrients. And You're really good for your why, digestion as yeah, well. Yeah. And digestion is a key because. Our um intestines, they also say that it's, it's a brain of our body. It even looks like it's proven. it's actually proven already yeah, scientific connection, and most of the illnesses start from the gut because there is so many toxins and like so much stuff stacking there. Uh, yeah, and uh, this is whole entire different topics. but for example, little thing like eating different type of proteins at the same time, for example, if you have meat and beans together this is so bad for your intestines because it has different time for digestion and uh, Mm -hmm. creates cluttering of uh, intestines so if you want to have beans better have it with uh, just salad (laughs) and then the the next certain foods definitely
1: better not mix up different types of protein as well meat and fish don't eat it together Mm -hmm. ideally eat one type of protein with um, certain vegetables don't mix up at all proteins yeah
0: so we're back to nutrition (laughs) (laughs) yes
1: Yes. it's all 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 Mm -hmm. related and i think another important part of yoga is actually mindfulness not which none other sport teaches and here we come into actually the whole philosophy of yoga that yoga what yoga is which is not only physical practice and you get to that only when you start actually practicing it more consistently, mm-hmm. because yoga teachers here and there they would do dharma talks, which guide your mind in the right positive direction in life. No matter what's going on here and there, they might drop a phrase, or sentence, and that's called the dharma talk, which actually I love it guide it's your hard. mind. Yes. yes, that comes to also comes to emotional intelligence that we study in psychology. For me, it was a huge eye-opening and actually like a light bulb lightened to me. I already done a lot of Tony Robbins seminars and I studied a lot of psychology prior to my yoga teacher training. And when we studied philosophy of yoga that comes centuries from before we were born, it's one of the most ancient philosophies. It's actually, a lot of it is psychology. Mm -hmm. I was fascinated how it is connected so it made me think of that there is one universal knowledge that allows people to live happy and healthy lives and that knowledge is presented in different directions. So in our modern world, it is psychology. You can go to a psychologist and fix your problems using their tools or they would guide you in the right direction. Mm-hmm. You can go, Tony Robbins, he teaches, he's basically a psychologist. Yeah, um, NLP mostly, yeah. Neuro linguistic programming he trained you, he uses all kinds of different tools So and to learn how to guide your emotions. And the same in yoga. So when you come into change in your state, so mindfulness in terms of listening to your body, but also change in your state, let's say you stress. Well, first of all, physically, once you do it, is proven I studied, I wrote a paper on that in my teacher training, that it's after even practicing 15-20 minutes of yoga, hormones of happiness. Gamma, uh, I believe, one of them uh, are released in your bodies and you already feel happier. Mm -hmm. It's just what's happening in your chemistry physically. Plus, if something going on in your life and you keep focusing on that, when you do yoga, it teaches you actually to focus on your breath, on your movement. And when you use your breath, deep breath in and out, you already calm your nervous system. Mm -hmm. Plus, you switch your focus. You don't focus on all those thoughts that makes you stressed. You focus on your body. And that also changes your chemistry within you. And then you have a space to actually solve your problems or see them from a different perspective. And that changes the quality of your life using those tools daily. And then that's coming to what yoga is. It has actually, it's called eight limbs of yoga. Mm-hmm. I don't think I can call eight, all of them eight right now, what they included, but I can call the main ones. Maybe you uh, name the rest of them, if you remember. So first physical practice, definitely all the postures is part of yoga. Second is pranayama, breathing exercise. So it's a huge part of it. You can just do a breathing exercise. You're already going to feel great. It has so much proven physical benefits and energetic as well. You can balance your feminine, masculine side if energetically. Physically, it can calm your nervous system, bring oxygen to your body, and actually improve your lungs capacity. And I'm sure there is way more benefits than just that. Uh, I can just tell you the main ones. Then there is um, the way we keep our space where we live. They teach you where you, how you keep your space in your environment, that it should be organized, clean. So it's, those are all huge helpful tools. And then how you treat people, how you treat yourself. So you always start being kind to yourself and you're kind to others. And actually, I was teaching kids in Cayman Islands, and that was the best to teach them this <laughs> tool. They were like five to ten years old, and they would be like, first we should be kind to ourselves and I would ask them why and they'd be well what if you're not kind to yourself how can you be kind to others and it was so adorable <laughs> and I felt so uh, fulfilled and grateful that I have the opportunity to teach the little kids not like because we come let's say I was coming through so many years to get to that to use those tools so you can feel live happier and healthier mm-hmm. lives and they can use those tools since the kids if it's incorporated <laughs> in their psyche which is wow. amazing yes <laughs> this is so, so cool. a lot of information there but
0: yes yes and uh, there is so many different types of yoga vinyasana hatha, bikram hot yoga what's the difference between all of them and what's your favorite one and why
1: So what's the difference? I'm not going to talk about how they were developed because I don't know honestly how each of them was developed. And I'm sure there is a history behind each type of yoga. The main difference, let's say I'm teaching mostly vinyasa, power yoga, some ashtanga and hatha incorporated. Um, Vinyasa is basically a flow yoga. It's one movement. Slowly goes into another. It's like a dance, and I love that because once you learn and know the postures, you can actually go and the big part of yoga as well to be meditative. So you can actually go into this flow of meditation, and you dance with your breath, with the movement, and you go through from one pose to another. It's like wave, like water, and you go, you flow, and you warm up, and then you go deeper in that. It's just such a fluid practice that I love and resonates with me a lot. And then after going through this fluidity, you can actually go to more stability and stay in one pose longer and practice here, go deeper. Because that, that's the moment when you actually use those little muscles. You stay in one pose and you, okay, now engage this muscle, now engage this bandha. Now it's it's not just this, you just stay there and you're like, oh my God, how I, how long can I survive here? I can't stand anymore. It's actually internal work, and you learn how to be with your body and use those little muscles and meditate through your breath. If it's getting hard, you'll, you learn how to let it go there, relax here, tense there. It's a, it's a huge work with your body, and it's fascinating when you get to that point and you'll be able to use it. Uh, so that's vinyasa. Power is more, we incorporate more fitness in it. Um, that's, I would describe it. So you go through the same kind of fluidity, but you use a little more repetitive certain exercise that are strengthening you more. Uh, You can do, I don't know, knee to your nose 10 times, knee to your elbow 10 times. So you become stronger. So sometimes people need this. A little bit Mm -hmm. extra cardio would be there in strengthening. Ashtanga is the whole different style of yoga that is actually repetitive and they suggest that you do it I love them shtanga. we have a shtanga teacher in my school as well so I was doing Jared's classes and as well as Ashtanga um, it allows you when you do repetitively the same exercise consistently because in power in vinyasa sequences might change and might use different postures in Ashtanga it's the same sequence over and over but the more you become advanced you can add extra more deeper Either in variation of certain postures, or you can add variations or you go and then extra deeper postures. And that allows you to grow consistently here and like develop those particular muscles or particular flexibility for those postures, mm-hmm. um, which I loved. I would totally practice and they usually do it at 6 a.m. That's like their mm-hmm. time. In India, it's very popular. There is Ashtanga schools and I almost went there actually mm-hmm. with my friends and hope. Covid happened yeah,
0: yeah. i did uh, hatha yoga and my certification mm-hmm. is in hatha and uh, that includes a lot of relaxation relaxation is one of okay. the points of yoga one like one of the all important but one of the uh, point which people always forget is to rest properly and Mm -hmm. uh, that teaches you to rest a lot so you do you go into really deep pose and like you use all your focus and strength and then you go into deeper relaxation then you go to the next pose and yeah i like it it's
1: similar to um, hot yoga they do shavasana in between postures all the time and uh, definitely relaxation is a huge part shavasana at the end is the most important Mm-hmm. posture so never skip shavasana yes. because that's when you're actually parasympathetic nervous system is uh, engaged and that's when you can relax because after movement or moving all the time you need to relax and that's when all the benefits from the practice can be
0: absorbed by your body absolutely yes And uh, before we start to wrap up, uh, I promise to come back to religion. And uh, uh, I want to express my opinion on that and uh, wonder what you think. Uh, But for me, once uh, I found yoga, we studied a lot Advaita Vedanta, which is the ancient yoga philosophy and also all the Hindu gods. And uh, I fell in love with that. I talked a little bit more about this in my episode, which I recorded right after yoga school, when it was like, oh, <laughs> charges, all this knowledge and uh, energy. But briefly, it ge- it makes so much sense. And uh, I love our Orthodox religion, because I told you I had miracles in my life uh, connected with this religion. But at the same time, uh, I recently read this book, uh, Conversation with God, written by uh neil walsh i think i think his name yeah and uh, uh he's talking about how uh, christianity makes people feel bad that oh we are a biggest sinner we are always uh, wrong and we need to deserve this paradise otherwise we'll be in hell and hindu religion really tells you that no you have a god inside of you and you You should love your inner God and love everything because you are one with that God and God is everywhere and everything. And uh, this resonates with me so much better. And uh, it's just all different level when it brings together physical and spiritual and mental. And uh, this philosophy really helped me a lot. Um, Bhagavad Gita, which is um, yoga. Ancient ancient book. You oh know. my god I, very hard I was, to read <laughs> uh i i ordered one in russian language <laughs> so it's easier for me wow yes. that's a good idea actually <laughs> yes and i absolutely love it i can't stop reading that and uh i was a little bit stressed with um i'm trying to launch my online course right now and i'm taking course about how to <laughs> launch a course and uh, um we have lots of projects in our school and uh I was a little bit stressed because, you know, you have to go all out often and all the social media things uh, distract you from your inner self. And uh, I opened this uh, book, Bhagavad Gita, and I just read a few paragraphs. And I was like, oh, thank you. Just like remembering that, boom. (laughs) I was like, Mm -hmm. recharged again, ready to go and conquer the world. It's so powerful just to remember the truth that, do what your role is without any attachment to the results. Just let the divine energy go through you and just serve. And I don't think if you lose or win, you're going to win anyway because you just did your role. It's so simple.
1: Yes, I agree. So definitely you can find way to yourself and the truth through different paths. I'm not religion per se. Uh, I do respect religion. In a way, there are definitely good tools for people sometimes to find hope, um, connection through religion. Uh, sometimes there is certain religion goes to the extremes that I think not yeah healthy for people, like in terms of sins and guilt. people who make sins, guilt. guilt yes, sexuality sense creates lots of love. Right, right. So yeah. it loses the empowerment that people should have from within and that's what i resonated with yoga and uh, with buddhism to me that empowerment comes from within once you find the strengths from there you can do anything in life for me orthodox religion is part of my um, cultural background which i respect and i do like going on holidays to to the church i think it's beautiful it's Mm. part of our identity part of just a cultural family cool traditions traditions. which is beautiful Um, and yes I'm all up for it but people should choose tools and guidelines for them that makes them happy and empowered I think Mm -hmm. that would be my main advice I don't know
0: (laughs) yes yes so how can we find you what's the contact points with you your Instagram and I also know you have a
1: retreats in hampton right i do exactly i i also own a retreat company that organized retreats upstate new york i i do organize um events right now i just got to montauk and i'm gonna teach here in the studios and privately so um if you if somebody is interested and you guys listening are interested in um private one-on-one session. Right now, I'm offering that and we can do it via Zoom or in person if you somewhere around. We can incorporate wellness talk and find the tools, what works for you and your goals. It could be losing weight, staying in a healthy weight, staying, finding that balance in your um, body and your weight. Just feeling better emotionally, physically, get stronger, more flexible. We can work on that. And incorporate all the tools that I uh, know, including yoga, of course. You can find me on Instagram, Christina Lowline, I call it, in light. Uh, maybe Olga will write it somewhere. We'll edit notes so it will be
0: easier to find it.
1: Right. So, my company called Inlight Retreats, you can always find the website as inlightretreats.com. Uh, You can always WhatsApp me and ask me, and my phone number is 347-259-0587. And I'm happy to talk, do a free session. We can do 10-15 minutes assessment and talk, what are your goals? Um, And then you are welcome to join my events, which I'm definitely going to do in the Hamptons uh some summer events then one-on-one sessions and um i'm also working on an online product which is going to be all that i know including yoga meditation uh, intuitive eating all of that is going to be created in a package um, that people can access for themselves so
0: yes um, yes, thank you so much for sharing, and thank you so much for being here and share all your knowledge and wisdom. I'm really grateful to have you here today.
1: Thank you, Olga, so much. Uh, it's been really amazing and spend this time with you and talk about something that I love and know.
0: Absolutely, yeah, definitely enjoyed it too, and uh, got so much inspiration to make my practices more consistent and. Uh, To listen more to my body and you know, all the yes,
1: that's the main thing. (laughs) It's consistently you just know why you do it, know your why, and you're gonna do it. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. All right, (laughs) thank you so much. Bye bye, 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 bye. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.